This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis. Hello, and welcome to Kavnis HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kavnis. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash HR. Our guest today is Derek Ianelli-Smith. Derek, you ready to be great today? Yes, sir. Derek is VCIO and founder of Outsource CIO LLC. He works with growing companies to help design, structure, and implement critical information systems and technology platforms. His clients say he, is, he helps to demystify technology and removes the fears and uncertainties that many face in this area of business. Outsource CIO simplifies technology so you can focus on your business at hand. If you or someone you know has a growing company that could use an outsourced IT leader, please visit their contact page. In the Army, he held a top secret clearance and completed training as an information system security officer, ISSO. Later, an IT consultant, computer system analyst. After that, as a VCIO project manager, Derek has over 4,500 hours of PMP experience and later a CIO and VCIO for a large healthcare company. Previous clients started overwhelming him with, with requests for consultations and VCIO services. After talking to a mentor, Derek started Outsource CIO LLC in November 2017. His specialties reflect extensive knowledge in the technology sector. In between reading, writing, Disciplinarship, evangelism, keeping up, with, keeping up with technology and dating his wife. He tries to find time to get on the elliptical, listen to trance, dance, techo, 80s, 90s music, play magic, fish, serves his neighborhood, and hangs out with his ragdoll Siamese, Nico. John, so you're one busy individual, aren't you? Yes, sir. So what's, um, what do you focus on right now? I know you're doing a lot of things. What's your main focus right now? Main focus right now is uh, working through continuing to escalate the traction that Outsource CIO has been generating. Your podcast is one of the areas that I've been asked and blessed to be able to speak to, but I've had some other speaking engagements and coaching other veterans and um, being on um, panels and those types of things has been pretty exciting. So, Derek... um how has being a former military member helped you in, grow, in starting and growing and running your business? Yeah, so thank you for asking that. First of all, I'm just very thankful for my military experience and other veterans out there. Um, I probably have to break it down to possibly like three areas. One, integrity, chain of command, and uh, doing what you say you're going to do. Those three things have helped me uh, vault my business and set myself apart with what I'm doing with Outsource CIO. So I just noticed your elliptical behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so what, is there a certain industry or certain size business you're trying to go after? So this business, actually, I started Outsource CIO because of, as we all know in technology, customer service levels, customer experience are atrocious. You know, um, talk to anybody who wants to get on the phone with AT&T or Comcast and you hear a groan. And so it was things like that, Jason, that really made me aware that something needed to change. And there's some knowledge hoarding in my industry. And I was working 60 to 80 hours a week because I couldn't depend upon the systems in place. And, you know, cutting corners, beta testing on clients with solutions that were not hammered out. 
lying and stealing and all those other types of things. And I said, there's got to be another way. And people have got to be servicing people with technology in a much better manner than they have been. And so that's how Outsource CIO started. Have you found that you've had like market your business differently based on the age of the owner, based on the different generations? Yeah, so that's a great observation. And um, one of the things I did have to realize was who my customer was. And so the customer for Outsource CIO is usually an office manager, an overwhelmed administrator, or the C-level folks. That doesn't mean that folks underneath them or in the offices don't understand what we're doing, but they tend not to see the strategy and the business value that I'm providing. So yes, it's, it's kind of a upper echelon kind of conversation. I try to demystify technology. So I'm not putting a lot of buzzwords out there and being the traditional, you know, tech where people's eyes are glazing over, if that's what you mean. How do you, how are you marketing your business? Is it mostly word of mouth? Are you using like Facebook ads, Google ads, or how are you, how are you taking care of that? Yeah, so Traction is being established in many venues. Um, I am all over social media with the four, you know, the big four, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am doing some writing with blog posting and things like that. I have published a book called MSP or Fail a few years ago that's still getting some residuals and things for and consulting. Being a thought leader on local panels, like with Association of Information Technology Professionals, which is a CompTIA organization. CompTIA is a vendor-neutral certification organization that helps people in the technology industry get a foothold and some certifications, things like Security Plus, Network Plus, A Plus, and those types of things. AITP is essentially all the geeks come together in, a, in an area and you speak to a topic area. Um, I've also been doing Facebook Lives interviews. I was on a panel for cybersecurity for entrepreneurs. Getting the word out there and just being a connector too, Jason, has helped. Meaning, you know, um, showing some generosity and reciprocity with the connections that I do have and have gained and getting people together and tapping those in. Obviously, word of mouth is one of the best. Um, it's a warm introduction with those types of things. Did I answer your question? Yes. I tell people all the time, as a business owner, you have to get out there and press a flesh, so to speak. I mean, you just have to, you know, refine yeah. yourself and say it over and over and over again. <laughs> yes, sir. And always amazing. I'm meeting people, small business owners, and like, well, I don't need to do that. It's going to build a product. Well, that usually doesn't work. So, Absolutely. In your time in this current company, what have you found the most small business owners are getting wrong about CIO? Yeah, so most people tend to think that I am their tech. And what I mean by that is they believe that I am going to be the guy that's sitting in front of their computer, watching the bars, installing the applications, troubleshooting their server, or installing a computer or helping them fix their cell phone. I can do that. Um, and what I end up telling them is, do you really want a C-level or chief information officer doing that at 200 to $250 an hour and the light bulb usually comes off? So. so, Derek, why should a small business owner use your services? Why should, they, why should they use your company? Yeah, so many small and medium-sized growing businesses cannot afford a chief information officer. And what I have been finding is that um, many of them really would need that kind of asset. But like I said, it's such a, um, a far-reaching place that they haven't even got, they don't feel like they have the infrastructure in place to afford a CIO. Robert Half recently came out with a IT salary guide, and it's one that I actually carry around with me and talk with folks. The top 25 percentile chief information officer right now, excluding you know demographics with Charleston, for instance, um, is making about $295 to 
$295,000 a year. So they can't afford a guy like that in many cases. And what I offer is without the overhead, the employee, the benefits packages and those types of things, giving the same assets and resources to that small business without that kind of overhead, if that makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. From your point of view, when should a company start really considering bringing on a CIO or start thinking about that part of the business? Uh, what number of employees? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah. And I have found it has been about a number. So any most of the time, it's companies over five users. Service industries, they tend to be maybe 11 users or so. You got five inner office folks, but five users and above planning on growing or hit a cap where they're currently at. And they really need to, to make their technology competitive because they're all over the place. And again, some overwhelmed individual is sitting there looking at all of these things, trying to put out fires, trying to get it all in, reined in, trying to put together an IT budget. And most of the time it's reactive, Jason. So five and up, five and up across multiple verticals. It's not discriminative or prejudice when it comes to businesses. Like I said, I, I think the, the overall standard is about five users and above that seem to get with what I'm offering. Derek Nix, can you talk about a time you were successful in the past, what you learned from the success, and what we, what we can learn from the success you had in the past? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I, this is probably a personal core value of outsource CIO and permeates everything that I do. As you mentioned earlier, I did hit the ground running with uh, monthly recurring revenue customers in November with early adopters who had been previous clients when I was in a tech and account manager. They got the pitch, immediately got outsourced CIO and saw the value in it. I learned to trust those early adopters with good ideas and feedback. And because only four of us um, are doing this VCIO only offering and we're demographically separated, um, the success that I'm having is we're sharing information. We're getting feedback from the early adopters. We're taking advantage of that lean startup model without necessarily a product, but we're offering a service where folks are like, hey, could you, could you work that out a little bit more? Oh, I see the value of this. And really listening to them, customizing services and offerings for them has really been a success for me. So um, I couldn't have done it without my support squad and my strategic relationships. So that brings up another question I just thought of. From the start of your business to now, how many times have you, have you, have you had a pivot? <laughs> oh, um, 10 plus. Um, I stopped counting after a while because I realized that I would have gotten frustrated. But I also understood that um, in, in doing something like I'm doing, um, again, because it is a niche market, because it is a new area where folks are actually looking to outsource this area, I wanted to make sure that customers and vendors were uh, what Seth Godin calls sneezers for me, meaning evangelists for me. So I wanted to get feedback from them. So changed my value proposition a few times. I've changed my uh, product a few times, changed my business card a few times, changed the website a few times. But I think that dust is all settled for that, Jason. And we've got a baseline. And now I'm just spending 50% of my energy on traction and 50% on you know continuing to service the customers I do have. Yes, I think it's very important for listeners to hear that because I think a lot of small business owners say, here's my plan, I'm sticking with it. Or no, you can't do that. You got to be flexible. got to listen to customer. You do. You, like, you know, the competitors going to have a say in it, you know. It's, you mean, you got to be able to pivot. You can't be stubborn. You got to be able to be open-minded to a lot of new ideas, I think. And, and I think, you know, working with Bunker Labs, I was part of the winter 2018 cohort as well. I, I was all in for those 20 weeks, and I really allowed all of that time, experience, coaching, training, 
to really change and transform things. But after that, I'm also a firm believer that you can establish a baseline and at least start from somewhere. Because again, Seth Godin says that if you continue to change things for the sake of changing things, you're not really doing anything. So I had some great folks that helped me, for instance, fine tune my value proposition, demystifying technology for growing businesses. Um, I also had a PR, two PR folks and a LinkedIn coach and branding coach help me with my 30 second pitch. So it's good to iron out some of those things, Jason, too, you know, rather than continuing to work on them. Yes, it does. And I'm, and I'm giving you the next uh, Bunko Labs cohort. It starts, it starts in August up in Seattle. So I'm looking forward to that, getting a lot of nods and learning a lot from them. Oh, it's fantastic. I recommend it to everybody. Derek, next question. Now talk about the time you failed, what you learned from this failure, and what our listeners can learn from this failure of yours in the past. Yeah, not vetting partners and vendors thoroughly enough would be a failure that I learned from. I trusted the channel. I was involved in and the people who got me involved who said that they would have helped me and didn't, which resulted in recommending IT companies and to some of my clients and services, but the customer service and skill sets were atrocious. It led me to have to rescue my clients as a tech, not as a CIO on a regular and consistent basis. And because I recommended them, my clients were paying for this recommendation and resulted in a lot of non-billable time. A lot of meetings with a vendor, giving them opportunities to do the right thing, not, you know, not having a framework. What ended up happening from that and that failure of learning to vet vendors that I was working with was I actually spent about three months uh, putting together what I call an MSP or an IT company vetting process. Five subject areas, about 35 questions. If you don't answer those questions to my satisfaction, they don't need to be perfect, but to my satisfaction, you're not gaining access to my client my network, or, you know, I'm not going to refer you or send you any business. <laughs> you know, a humorous part of that, Jason, was I had somebody, an IT company who wanted access to my contacts recently said, um, you send the referral and I'll answer the question. Again, the lesson learned was, um, I'm sorry, no answers, no referral, just because I don't want to beta test on my clients again or go through that scenario. That's a great lesson learned by you. Derek, next, talk about someone who's helped in the past and how they helped you. Yeah. So I have two entities that have helped me out a lot. One is Daniel Hand. Daniel Hand wrote a book back in 2009 called uh, How to Build a Co uh, Computer Repair Business. And I was so fired up about that book, I immediately got in touch with him. Daniel Hand now is a mentor in my life. And we actually wrote a book together called MSP or Fail. The second entity would be Bunker Labs, the Launch Lab Online, uh, the Support Squad, the uh, Justin Walker, Todd Connor, Christine Morrison, even the folks that were in my small group, all of those folks are part of the support squad for Outsource CIO. And I can't do it without them. I mean, it's just invaluable. Derek, tell us something about yourself that most people, most people don't know. I mean, your family, close friends, but people who might see you in a day-to-day -day environment don't know this about you. Yeah, sure. Most people don't know that I was a foster kid in trouble with the law and uh, joined the military as it was either that or go to jail. I say people don't know because they do know. I look at my profile and some of the other things that I went to seminary, love Jesus, understand that relationships are a mess worth making and have done many things. But most don't know that the catalyst was getting out of my hometown, joining the army on the threat of going to jail. And so giving back for all of those who have put up with me gives gives me great joy these days. And that would be something nobody knows about me. And it's amazing like, how many people in the military have that story. They're, they come from humble backgrounds, not really not on the right path. And, you know, the military sets them up for success later on, you know. 
Yes, sir. I was the first in my family to join the military and uh, get honorably discharged and uh, wasn't drafted and those types of things. First in my family to get a master's degree and those types of things. But I attribute that all to the military. And, you know, that catalyst day of you can either go to jail, sir, or join the military. And I chose going into the Army. Derek, I understand you have a book to recommend for our listeners. Actually, I have two. Two books that have been pivotal for me in regards to my business that I review every single year. One of them is called What's Best Next by Matt Herman and Never Eat Alone by Keith Barazzi. Those books are, are based upon priorities and networking for generosity and reciprocity. I can't. I recommend them to everyone. I actually gift them out on a regular basis to folks. Derek, I also understand you have something for our listeners today. Yes. Um, as I mentioned earlier about vetting MSP and IT companies, I'm giving away an ebook, 12 things to consider when choosing a managed service provider. If you want to go deeper than that, um, I'll gladly send you my current, you know, five subject areas, 35 plus questions. But I also wanted to put it into a nice, easy media with the ebook. Anybody can go to our website on the contact us page, check the box for the uh, ebook on 12 things to consider when choosing a managed service provider. And I'll gladly send them a copy of that book. Thank you, Derek. That's very valuable for our listeners. Can you provide us your uh, social media links for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Sure. Um, most of the social medias, like I mentioned earlier, I'm on the big four, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. The tag or hash is OCIO LLC. So on Facebook, if you're at symbol OCIO LLC, um, go directly to our page, LinkedIn, outsource CIO, Twitter, at symbol OCIO LLC, and Instagram, the same thing. For our listeners, we have the links to all the social media and his books and his ebook on our, on our show notes. And the show notes can be found at www.cabinetshrblog.com. Derek, we're coming to the end of our talk. Can you provide artists any uh, wisdom or advice on any subject you'd like to talk about? Sure. Thank you so much again, Jason, for this humbling opportunity. As I mentioned to you earlier, I've listened to quite a few of your blogs. Uh, I think you told me I was the first one subscribed through Google Play, and um, you are doing great service. Some advice and uh, maybe or knowledge I could provide to your listeners would be to be a continual learner, but also slow down enough to assimilate and develop a baseline. When involved in the cohort, for instance, in the 20 weeks, I must have changed my minim minimal viable product and value proposition 10 plus times, as I mentioned earlier, along with business cards and elevator pitches and things like that. You can get into an environment with entrepreneurs and startups where the mode of living is change, 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 change. That's not going to serve your customers. They'd want to have some reliability on some of the things that you're doing. And so I would say be a continual learner, but also slow down enough to assimilate and develop a baseline. Thank you, Derek. Derek, thank you for your time today. I know your time is very valuable, and I want to thank you for spending it with us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you and your community. To the listeners, thank you for your time as well, and remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.